Hey guys, so um, I didn't miss last last week's session slash podcast. I got caught up in a few things. I mean, it's kind of tiring and uh, yeah. And I've been working on a few projects, so got really caught up. I'll try not to miss, but yeah. Okay, so I was doing like so. I was trying to understand. where is the problem like what is the problem with the current field where is the problem where we are heading and all of that insecurity the very short answer is you know you specialize in one field of security and you should be good that is the one line answer to whatever i am going to say right now and i spent like i literally spent around 50 hours like almost a week every day trying to understand what is going wrong and my specific goal was to understand what was wrong with the small and medium sized industries so you have these big companies like google microsoft they are going to get attacked so sure, they can deal with it they have the resources but how does a small and medium sized company deal with this now you can have regulations and all of that and it's going to take a hit but i mean again my goal was to understand and focus on the small and medium sized industries and um also the with all these buzzwords like you know you have ai machine learning data science all of that so i i am not an expert again in this field i like especially in ai machine learning data science but i try to understand at its core what it is and it gave me a better understanding of where we might go wrong and yeah how can we use it for our good or bad like you know the bad the good of machine learning data science everything everything specifically with these three fields so when you go to see ai machine learning it's built on past data okay that means it's built on past exploits and all of that and these things need heavy resources to train to you know develop so you have an expense point of view second thing all the, when you say mm, built on past data that means built on past at- attack attack vectors attack methods attack codes whatever it is uh signatures now these signatures are all are constantly changing i mean it's really not hard to you know code out a virus to be honest if you know how to code a language you have you understand how the you know antivirus works you could definitely code out a a virus and take it now how far you take it is a different thing but sure it's not that hard to you know come up with a unique attack signature and all and now what do you do you just take the previous attacks tweak it a bit you might have a new signature also the thing is that everything is changing your code is changing the way codes you know the new language is coming up new methods of attack vectors coming up new ways of executing everything so all these i see as variables they are basically permutation and combination of how you do something and execute it and you have a new signature now i'm not saying this is easy at all this is you need to know 
a lot of feels and it is hard but from an attacker's perspective a guy who spent couple of years i want to say couple of years also but spent a good amount of time in it especially the people who are maybe in the 40s 50s and 30s 40s 50s and no coding and also know how to you know build stuff and secure for and know the security part of it they are at a pretty good knowledge position i'm not making any accusations out here i'm just saying their knowledge is pretty good especially if they're working in the field for so much time okay and if they use it and especially if they're working in different domains or they have got an opportunity to work in different domains of it and then further in security nothing like it so for the people who have been out there in got this you know knowledge experience you guys are in a great place even from a security point of view so then that now this comes to what would i likely want to happen in a very ideal world in my ideal world all systems would be secure okay all internal and external communication would follow only one pattern and pattern and nothing like it and anything that deviates from that pattern is most probably an an attack and will be dealt like an attack okay and the computer knows what's right or wrong and when the system thinks an attack is happening it will go and secure it now this is a very ideal world of mine and also yeah unlimited resources so my question is now how do you get this to the small and medium size level and maybe some things that can be even implemented on the you know large scale enterprises but yeah it's basically a thought process and the execution also now for my you know a startup point of view companies just started you know they've made an mvp uh, basically it's a minimum viable product and it's not meant to be secure and all but it's meant to be fast and easy to get to market to test a particular product out to test a service or whether it works or no so when you're building these products you really don't think about security i mean i'm i i won't say i'm a coder or a person a programmer who does a lot of programming but that's definitely not in your mind okay and building secure systems take time and moreover building a system which is not secure initially and securing it later on takes even more time and especially if you have to code so there might be some major restructuring transferring of databases whatever all of that so yeah it does take a lot of time and resources so resources in terms of time energy money these three resources so how does a startup deal with this then the next thing is in again i'm i'm not speaking of whatever i know just looking at from a very idealistic and where we have tried to go towards security teams are trying to lock down a system but the application team or you know are trying to open up the system so that they could add more features to it that is a clash i mean i have said this earlier the more features you have the more insecure your system is going to be the question is how do you get it to be done in a good way and secure way now the solution to this system or the solution to this is uh you can have people or products or services that specialize in a certain thing 
and they do that specialization in the sense like you have a product or a service that specializes in sending sms that's it and you secure it something like what amazon's done and that way they have an sns um, i forgot the full form also right now but yeah they have a messaging service they have a so uh, s3 storage service and all all these are very specialized and for storage and i hope they are secure and i'm pretty sure they are pretty secure that way i mean it's good if first of all an exploit comes out it is even better because they're going to patch it fast okay compared to a smaller company for an exploit coming out i mean it's going to devastate the company it's going to cause a lot of problems it's going to cause i mean let's not get into that i rather have amazon have an exploit come out and they patch it than a small company doing it so basically like this particular product or service specializes in a certain thing okay and then you combine all these products and services together and you have a comparatively much more secure product um a less base to deal with but again we also know that this is again based on the assumption that all these companies are going to actually secure the product that's the first downside which many don't the second one is for getting all these services on board your per user cost increases so say supposing i want to come out with a product per user using this product is as a high probability that it's going to increase so again that's a cost perspective then the next part when you have a new feature a new feature means a code is added that means your file hash changes that means your network usage changes your new or new so and your assets are created in this case might be new servers are created okay so your build up is very fast your exposure is very high okay and you are scaling up very fast but the people who are managing these assets sometimes don't know what they even have i mean many times don't know okay i'm going to be honest i currently like i just did a asset inventory and currently in my house i have around 30 servers i mean vms whatever there are 30 servers and even more services running like dedicated services which are required for whatever i do okay now i was not expecting to have 30 freaking services i was expecting to, i mean if i had to just put a number i was expecting around 15 to 10 15 but i had 30 different servers and even i i'm not even considered the services yet these are just servers i did not think about this and i'm not even talking about your phones these laptops and all 30 dedicated i mean they are virtual servers but yeah again now even so that means i have 30 different attack vectors so let's not get into that but again i have been working wherein I, if i want something i just get it i spin up a new instance i have what i would need and uh, spinning it up okay it's running in the background it's hard for me to you know keep updating it keeping it patched and all and sometimes i don't need so i need something to not be updated like i want it to be a very specific version of you know a particular os version or that application version for spe- for particular needs so in fact recently today itself i was trying to crack an application and it had to be the new version and secondly as much as i tried 
the way these people had implemented i'm not going to get into the company but the way these people had implemented the application was very smart if i would go into any kind of modification or if i would do any modification it would re-download that application and execute it and i can't i couldn't pass any variables to it you know point it to another name server dns whatever yeah so it's a very smart move but yeah my point was okay shit i can sidetrack because sidetrack but yeah, things are constantly changing and it's it is going to become harder now in the short term if i just look at you know ai data science and all it is favoring the defenders in the sense um many of the attacks are metasploit and script kiddies and all of that okay then you have another section of the attacks which are targeted and you know i mean good but not good enough so that's where and your tools will you know help to create dig- not great but i'll say 50 let's put it at 50 percent the ones which are highly targeted and you know researched and all those are the ones which are going to create a real problem and secondly there is a there's a life cycle management of every asset basically you know, asset inventorying and making sure everything is updated keeping things updated is hard many of my servers are ubuntu's ubuntu servers or alpine mostly but yeah even keeping them updated is hard because it's not that i'm running all of them at the same time sometimes i am which is rare but all of them need to be up at the same time in order to be patched then on top of that i have other servers which are on the public cloud that's another thing then when you have multiple different um okay so there's this one server which is on a shared host okay basically uh, multiple web servers are on that i can't it's hard for me to do any kind of updates on that because it it some some websites needed certain things to be updated some need to be on the you know previous versions because of legacy nonsense and that itself is another problem and again it's not a high critical server but it is still an important server so that's the next problem it is cheap but that's what companies are going to go for especially when they're starting out the other thing technically if you go to see everyone is specializing in a certain field okay what happens when you have a multi domain attack in the sense it's not like you know you have one domain which is being mm, t- targeted it's like using exploits or features or bugs of multiple different domains and then conducting then doing the attack you know this is going to be highly targeted and it's most probably going to be a person if it gets if it gets into a bot stage wherein it's automatically exploiting everything then that's even a bigger problem but it's kind of i i think it's kind of hard to implement that because i mean the more domains you get that means the more features or services are being used by the business and it's unique every business is unique as to what they use majority of the times i mean majority of the world is running apache 
but then on what are you running apache again everyone will say ubuntu or something but yeah when when it's beyond running apache it's maybe running apache and node.js or apache and php when you have this streak of cycles where you not only need to know php and node.js you also need to know apache how it works and plus you need to know load balancing works and all it becomes a little hectic and it's a kind of annoying to understand for one person at least initially it's more of you know a person who knows of that particular company and very rarely do these people know security i mean if they know they'll i mean this is another thing so when someone especially these companies come up with products okay so i was listening to one seminar on on a security it was a security seminar and it was used to tracking users and you know checking on problems of the system and all of that it is basically a virus i'm not kidding i made that i made that in a sense uh, one of my viruses did have all those features except they were legalized in the sense these people legalized some of the things it was following norms and all security policies laws gdpr all of those it was at that point i could say it's like a legal version of a virus you're installing on your computer okay and getting stuff out so now when you have multiple okay coming back again when you have a computer having multiple services you need to understand how these services work you need to understand how the applications work so i'm having a problem currently with windows i'm trying to understand how windows works in the back end i did go in deeper to understand how the processes work i'm still trying to understand but yeah it's still a problem compared to linux which technically everything is a folder so now how do you solve this problem so one method of this is using templates okay so what i have done is i think i have said this earlier also i have created templates of different systems whether it's an ubuntu system windows mac linux red hat whatever if i need anything i pull it down clone it use it from a security point what you could do is have levels you have level 1 level 1 to level 15 or level 20 whatever okay level 15 is like the most secure level 1 is the most stripped down what you could do is take your applications say for a particular user or a particular department run them see if it crashes on level 15 if it's not it doesn't work on level 15 get it on level 14 if not level 14 if you think it's going to go on level 12 level 12 try that level if it doesn't work again 10 9 8 you could even skip numbers in between if you think you know that they might there's a chance it might not work so that's the first method secondly what is that uh let's take the good parts so companies like um let's say gmail google okay they technically have done a very good job with gmail in terms of security so now if i had to like i don't like the privacy policies on it but if i had to tell my grandmother to use an email i'd suggest her gmail 
compared to you know me setting up my own mail server and all of that and yeah it's it's technically more cheaper to set up my own mail server than use gmail but still in terms of security it's damn good and plus it it's comparatively cheaper for a startup or a business to go for that i mean see actually that is the ideal version of the emails okay you can even go more better with uh, microsoft and all but at a bare minimum i'd even suggest gmail now there are certain cases which like i personally don't use gmail like i do have gmail accounts but uh, my email is hosted on another provider because i don't trust gmail i don't like gmail for its laws i mean the privacy policies all of that so i have not done that but yeah the next part is so i was talking to someone which who told me like he hates updating his softwares okay and this is less of a technical more of a experience point of view but it does affect security so this guy said he hates you know updating his software updating his os's he was using a windows and yeah but what he said whenever he updates his system things go haywire in the sense if something was in a particular place okay now it's moved somewhere else whereas in a system which he already knows and uses he uses like a windows 7 he knows where things are okay secondly all the new windows and all are becoming heavy even the applications are becoming heavy with you know if you just consider any application it's becoming heavy right now chrome itself is using 1 gb of ram microsoft teams if you guys use it that is heavy on the system it's like another 1 gb of ram and this also comes to i think i don't know whether i said it in the last podcast or i put it on insta but 8 gb of ram is soon going to go yaar i i genuinely suggest getting 16 gigs of ram if you guys are going to be upgrading your systems or getting a new system but yeah so applications are becoming heavy so this guys like i don't need something to you know get new features and all i need my system to work the way i know it it works so this is one side of the argument now people are going to i mean many people are going to hate me and i don't care but okay yeah it's taking apple's scenario when you if you see apple many people love updating to the latest ios in fact i don't remember i think i seen some of their stats majority of the people update to the new ios and they keep updating their stuff okay so why is it that you know it happens that way now again there was a controversy in between that apple was slowing your device down so i'm not going to get into that but i'm just talking from a holistic point of view because of how they've created a hype around it okay when they do something they it's damn stable again using the word stable the features when it release it's stable people understand it it's user friendly it's very user friendly as a matter of fact and i don't like it because it i find it a bit restricting in in some ways but uh, yeah again if i had to give my grandmother i'd give her a mac so 
because of its stability and it's predictable whereas if you compare windows 7 with windows 11 or windows 10 as a matter it's completely different like things are changed a lot you have to go even i mean okay i had windows i have windows 10 on a vm i have windows 11 i'm searching for some of my control panels i'm searching for where are the settings located i'm finding it a problem and i don't consider myself to be an expert but i'm kind of a tech savvy enough that i can figure my way out but even i'm finding a problem and it's annoying and i'm not going to the bugs also of windows 11 right now but again my point is how apple learning the techniques apple's using for making sure that the users update to the latest ios version by adding features features is good i'm not denying that but also keeping it secure which people might say you know i mean actually it is true many apple exploits have come out in the past three years but i'd actually commend apple on how they're fixing it compared to any other company okay like android google is fixing it but the way the implementation which not everyone gets an update that is again a problem now you can't tell everyone to get a google pixel people have preferences and all of that and sometimes good sometimes bad overall this is still a problem and also if you compare to android okay like okay with the recent android things have become more secure comparatively but still i'm i'm just seeing it from a you know bird's eye view of these two kinds of groups and how they update and from a security point of view then the next part of how we come off and i've been through this stage so i kind of understand it but the first stage is when you get into security there's full paranoia like shit everything can be hacked and then the next stage is which okay i don't care anymore i mean i'm a bit between those stages right now but yeah if i come in the first person point of view like for the first point where i'm total paranoid okay i'm going to close half the stuff like talking to anyone they'll say i'm crazy which okay i was people consider me i don't care but yeah whatever um it comes off as this crazy okay this is because you are seeing your emails you're seeing hacks happen every day okay you're see every day you open and especially if you're on security you're going to notice this all the more compared to a person who's not in security every day something's getting a hack every day there's a new exploit coming out so it's natural to become paranoid but at the same time i can't expect someone who's not in security to understand that feeling because he's not seeing it all he cares is maybe graphics designing or all he cares is you know i need to make my paycheck that's all so now i could you know give a speech like oh we should all care about security i'm not going to get into that but this is what i am seeing this is what i'm understanding it's basically like understanding the market understanding what people are doing understanding how people are reacting understanding what makes them react that way and then maybe you know come up with a solution so this is not a this particular one is not a solutions oriented podcast in any way this is more of a okay this is my 
this is whatever i have understood this is like a brain dump i'm just putting it out there and yeah so what is the point of all of this it's that we need really good people to know a lot of things and make products or services in that particular domain which is cheaply available to everyone now this is the take from it i don't know how easily that will be possible because i mean this is research and development uh, okay another thing so many times people think okay for a particular service to run you need servers it's there are things much more than that and that's what i'm saying right now this is all i'm saying you need a service which is che- we need more services which are cheaply available and accessible to everyone and you know secure but even though that service might need only a server for running there's research there's development there coders there programmers who have spent time and someone has to pay for the paychecks also okay so it's not that simple as you know you go out and say oh you, you should give for cheaper rate this capitalism and all there's a, a lot of other things which get involved especially if you try to create a product so it's not an easy problem i don't have a solution but this is my mini research what i've done in like a week and try to understand how we could solve the problem in a way which i still don't have a proper solution towards but um yeah it's a vague idea this is like the problems that we are facing so yeah that's it guys for this week talk to you guys next week